Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, a discussion on top programmatic and digital news with other digital ninjas. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, your very own Programmatic Sensei. If you love how intriguing the episodes are and don't want to miss a new one, head over to ProgrammaticDigest.com to sign up for our weekly or monthly newsletter. You can also check out any episode show notes, which includes referred articles and our expert information on our website, ProgrammaticDigest.com. In the Sunset's Corner this week, we welcome Gabriel Cohen, Account Director at SpotX. Gabriel, welcome to the Census Corner. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ellen. Good to catch up with you. Uh, as you said, uh, my name is Gabriel Cohen. I am Account Director at SpotX, which is a leader in the video landscape from an ad tech company. Background goes back almost 10 years in the advertising media business from working with and for the major holding companies, as well as independent agencies, building trading desks, um, and activating campaigns across all types of media, paid owned and earned, online and offline, traditional, however you call it, digital. Um, that's my background. So thanks for having me on today. I also want to mention that your background is not only, um, it's in both strategy and activation. So you've been, you started way back when as a trader. So you have not only that knowledge in ad tech, but you're able to also translate the seeing through the eye of the client thing that us activation people don't always be, are not always mindful of. That is why we're so excited to have you today because of your background and because you're just Awesome. That's it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, that is uh, a key piece is I spend a lot of time hands on keyboard, but I am a strategist at heart. I'm a data nerd and I love to analyze and synthesize data and make it actionable for clients. And that's uh, where you know my biggest strength lies. I was never the best trader on earth, but I am a good strategist and client confidant. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So this this particular episode is going to be a little different. Usually I have a few articles that I recap and then we base our conversation on that. But because of your background and again, I just want to pick your brain at this point. It's 100% selfish and I hope the listeners will benefit just as much as me. Um, we're going to flip things a little, uh, around a little bit. So we're going to focus on the key topics and any articles referred during our conversation will be added to your show, to our show notes again on our website. The conversation is going to be based on COVID-19, right? How it's affecting the media space right now, um, how it's affecting programmatic media specifically, but also digital media. I know you have expertise in streaming videos, but I, I really want us to touch a little bit on, you know, the different categories and how it's affecting their spend, their media spend. Um, we're going to go ahead and chat about media consumption and any opportunities there for our potential clients or any clients that are pausing because of COVID-19. So let's start about the category that are affected. I had a few clients pause here and there. They're really worried about, you know, uh, spending any, any more of their advertising dollars because people are not going out to stores. But the reality is that um, people are not going out. Thank you if you're that person. But they are streaming, they are consuming uh, media, they are ordering groceries online, they are ordering and getting their dinner delivered. So talk to us a little bit about the different categories and the media consumption here. Yeah, thanks, Ellen. And, and to your point, everybody, stay home. Um, yes. Stay read. home and yep, and read, get stream, stream videos and uh, buy from SpotX. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, hope everybody listening to this is safe and healthy. Prayers, thoughts, vibes, whatever you choose to you and yours um, during this time uh, that's unprecedented. So uh, with that, you know, segueing in, I think brands are being cautious right now. I think that's a temporary thing where a lot of brands and categories, probably all, are kind of sitting back and watching each other a little bit. They're kind of playing cat and mouse. They're thinking about who's doing what and where. But I do think the folks that have spent a lot of money making creative messages around driving in-store purchase, anybody with a really strong brick and mortar presence that, you know, e-commerce, you know, doesn't really transfer as well to them, or they're working fast. Most, uh, there's a lot of brands that I could talk about that, you know, aren't even my clients, but out in the industry that are, seem to be pivoting very quickly with this delivery message, especially in the food and quick service restaurants and casual dining seem to be pivoting very quickly. But the reality is those brands are still taking a massive uh, revenue hit. You know, I'll start with the like, this is the sad side of it. People aren't out buying cars as much um, or at all. People are not, they can't sit down in restaurants. Those folks, you know, they're, they're not going to go put their hands on electronics as much. But I do think, you know, on the flip side of that, so, you know, I guess I'm broadly talking about retail, uh, you know, food and bev, auto. I do think that some retail is really doing well right now. The DIYers and all of that, myself, I'm trying to get through my honeydew list now that I have some time on my hands. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I think those those retailers are benefiting because they'll deliver it to your door. They have a quick in-store pickup. You don't have to go in very far. So those type of retailers, I think, are in a little bit of a different category now. Obviously, you know, you got drive-through, but they're being smart about it too. You know, Starbucks and Wendy's and those folks are talking about limiting hours and shutting things down and certain stores and everybody's being smart about it. So there definitely are categories that are affected. On the flip side of that, there are categories that, are doing great right now and increasing spending the alcohol industry. They, they can be kind of. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about this. It's not funny. I know. It I know. Sense. It makes sense, but. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're being cheeky about it and <laughs> people are at home stuck in the house with their kids who aren't in school, you know? So, you know, we definitely are seeing, I'm seeing increases in spending when I look at research and all of that from that industry, um, you know, beer, liquor, liquor, wine, uh, insurances, you know, people are thinking about these things now they're at home, they're financial planning you know, those folks are uh, going financial entities. Um, I've seen some, some big things coming down from them. If the market has a good day, a bad day, any of those things, though, they want to be present, you know, those advisors and those people, you know, the, the, they're wanting you to get online while you have time and learn about the financial sector and get into the market. Entertainment has really pivoted smartly here. So people aren't going to movie theaters, but I think entertainment has pivoted in a nice way. They've been releasing things at home, Disney Plus, Slam Dunk with, you know, putting out Frozen 2 early. Others are releasing movies that would have gone into the theater in a rental capacity, and then we'll put it on their streaming service shortly in the next couple of weeks, knowing people are going to be home. Yeah, it's a bummer they lose the box office sales, but they're being smart. It's a great PR tactic, and they're putting media behind it to promote themselves. Um so you you highlighted a few mini industries, I'm going to call them categories. Um, you highlighted the financial and insurance uh, industry, people are, because if people are home and they're probably rethinking their financial planning in the next year or so. Hopefully you do that very often. 
another industry that you highlighted uh, is the alcohol industry, the food and beverage industry. But also, let's talk about restaurants. You know, continue supporting your local restaurant. I know that downtown. Um, that's a little PSA, I guess. But I know that there's a lot of restaurants that are doing curbside. So this is just pushing some of those industry leaders or owners to rethink how to stay connected during this time. So they're becoming creative. I also want to point out that some of those brands have redone their logo, if I remember correctly. So I remember Adweek, um, <laughs> an out Adweek post where Coca-Cola said something about staying apart is the best way to stay united. Nice. Um, I know there's like something about Chiquita bananas and then there's um, Mucinex, you know, spread facts, not fear. So brands are trying their best to not only stay connected in some ways to their consumers, prospective customers. So they're shifting. So we're adapting as always. We continue to adapt in our industry. I think it's something we do pretty fairly well sometimes. Let's talk about the consumer themselves and how they are, their position in all of this, right? As a consumer, I, I'm trying my best to, to, to survive in this time, um, do my due diligence as a citizen of the planet. But also I want to continue again, like I mentioned earlier, continue supporting some of those locals, restaurants, local stores. So how have the media consumption shifted as those brands are trying to adapt with COVID-19? I think to your point, uh, you know, first is brands are doing a good job. So those industries that are kind of being hit pretty hard by this, you know, uh, like you mentioned, people pivoting their messaging really quickly, you know, that's a, a direct result of everybody acknowledging the digital world for, you know, a decade now and that messaging needs to be able to change on a dime. And now in something like this, you are seeing some great PSA messages per se, Uh, You know, the auto industry is obviously trying to make sure that people, you know, feel comforted. They feel like if they're really struggling and they may have lost their job or have income, you know, loss that they can get payment deferment or, you know, helping people in this time. I've seen a lot of great messages out there just really supporting humanity uh, from brands. And on the flip side of that, you know, for consumers, yeah, we're we're sitting at home, we're consuming. So it, it makes a ton of sense. Everybody needs to be cautious, but the the fear and those things, if you drastically just drop marketing and advertising and media dollars quickly, that's honestly what spurs recession in an economy. You know, we don't want to get to that again. A lot of people and companies divested very quickly in 2008. I think right now, this is a wait and see. Unfortunately, it might be longer than we think. It might go through May, but I think if brands start losing their presence right now with the consumer, that amplifies fear. And then that can lead to another recession. And we obviously want to avoid that. I was going to say, I don't want to go down, I I won't go down a rabbit hole with that, but I I was just saying, (laughs) obviously we don't want a recession. (laughs) No, we don't. Um, Okay. So, all right. So let me highlight some of the very important things you just said for our listeners, because I think they're so important. So we do want to continue encouraging brands and clients to continue spend. Um, if they're more comfortable at a reduced spend, it's something, but you still want to be connected to your prospective customers and those consumers. So you mentioned the auto industry. Mm-hmm. We mentioned retail. So I know that uh, eMarketers was talking about how in Italy in the last month or so, online consumption increased by 80%. So this is the time to actually, I'm not going to use the word maximize because I don't feel... <laughs> 
True. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like comfortable saying that as a human being, but this is the time to really utilize this time to really reconnect with some of those 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 consumers. And um, so you you would feel comfortable telling a client or increasing a campaign and just shifting that message to utilize um, COVID-19. No, yeah, I, I would. You know, the reason is everybody is always so busy and cluttered. People are not busy right now. You know, the fact is there was, you know, advertising has had this renaissance of data targeting and all these things and maybe mass reach media is the right thing because everybody is always busy and then they're oversaturated with advertising. Right now, yes, people are always going to be a little bit oversaturated with advertising, but they're not busy. They can focus. They can think. They want a distraction, and they're zeroed in. Like they, the, the stresses of normal things are different now. It's more of like, I wish I could go outside versus and, and you know, do what I want to do and go with my friends, and I wish I could watch sports. Those are, it's different than like, I have to get to work. I got to get home. I got to do this with my kids. I got to get them in bed. I got to get homework done. I got to get dinner on the table. A lot of those things are a little bit more easy. So I, I think retention, ad retention, ad recall, all of those things, I'm sure people are doing studies on it during this time to be smart, are going to go up drastically because of that. So I, I don't think it's a time to let off the gas per se. I do agree with you. There is decorum here where people need to, you know, they might not need to spend as much. You know, if you're not selling product, you can't just keep buying advertising space. Everybody gets that <laughs> in our industry. You know, I applaud some of like the automakers and things like that that put out messages. But the real, the reality is for anybody, CPGs, um, you know, food and bev, all of that, the supply chain is going to continue to be a struggle. Grocery and consumers coming in and buying product will continue to be a struggle. So I think people need to keep the lights on, but there is a reality to cutting back. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to what you said. It's about the messaging. It's about the intention, the goal. Um, we're not saying go slap COVID-19 keywords on every single <laughs> creative out there, but you, you can definitely use that to advantage. But also we, we want, as a consumer, I want a brand to be sensitive of my situation. And like you mentioned, to, it's, it's almost the correct moment to reconnect with those of uh, with those consumers because their attention is less distracted so, yeah and they're watching so much more so i mean i mean 80 percent in Italy, and so <laughs> that says a lot and then again i'll i'll add those articles from e-marketers where there's like a bunch of graph it gives you like really good information strongly recommend to to go check them out um about how some of those industries have have had their their media spend hit a little bit. And so in this, so let's, um, let's jump into the, the next and final topic. I really want to chat here about is TV consumption, mm -hmm. viewership. Talk to us about, about that part, especially the streaming, the streaming videos, because I know spot X have some really cool, um, not only deals, but you guys have some really cool partnership with some of those streaming. Yeah, yeah, obviously, providers. you know, not a sales pitch here, but when we look at stats, SpotX reaches 90% of ad-supported CTV households. So the amount of data and research that I have available on streamers and online video watchers is really helpful in a time like this to understand that impact because I can see that entire ecosystem, all of those folks that are utilizing our ad tech. So, you know, when looking at consumption habits, Obviously, sports is taking a hit, but 
uh, news, entertainment is up across all day parts. So, you know, for anybody that's more of a TV lean or something like that, that might be listening to this, the day parts are really jumping early fringe daytime late night because people don't have to get up at five in the morning to go to work, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So uh, obviously news is jumping. I know a lot of brands don't love news, but a lot of categories do um, that a lot of my clients want to buy news and want to be there um, no matter what. So, you know, gaming is up, no doubt. Uh, People are playing online games, get online video experience, uh, taking educational courses, uh, hobbies, cooking, how-tos, DIYs, those type of things. People are checking the weather every day to know if they can go sit on their patio instead of sitting inside. Um, That's me. I feel very yes. attacked right now. That is me. Every day, like, Alexa, what's the weather outside right now? That is me. Every I, every two hours, I'm like, Alexa, what's the weather? How's the pollen? The pollen. <laughs> You know, yeah. So, you know, people are consuming, they're keeping things on in the, you know, they're watching in the background, they're, you know, listening, they're engaging. Obviously, kids content is up. That's a no brainer. A lot of, you know, kids are home from school. Parents have to keep their sanity. Um, So if you're somebody that wants them to, you know, buy your product or wants them to suggest their your product to their parents, great opportunity to reach and talk to talk to kids in a certainly COPA compliant way. So yeah, I, I, those that's kind of the you know top line stats. Everybody knows that streaming's up. I mean, we're talking we're not just talking a little bit. Like we're talking billions and billions of additional ad slot avails. So from a streaming perspective, and TV, a lot of the articles, as you mentioned, Ellen, that we that you're going to post with this, those talk about TV viewership. The reality is that. Right now, you can reach within 20 million households of people who have a cable subscription versus only our core cutters and watch CTV. Only 20 million households apart. It's it's CTV is at a maturity level now, where TV, linear TV, and online streaming is is getting close to being apples to apples in terms of viewership. So it's not like a couple of years ago when it was like, oh great, viewership's up, but like there's like two people who watch it. The TV shift has kind of happened now. <laughs> Uh, yeah indeed um so thank you for thank thank you for this information because like i said um i think it's important to that we remain optimistic and positive but also vigilant as human beings please first and also mm-hmm. in our industry because again this is only advertising yep just in case you didn't know we don't we're not saving lives uh, but we could we could make a change and we could make sure that that message remains positive and fair and true as much as possible while representing the in- integrity or while benefiting the integrity of a brand. So my last question, I okay. swear, last question, because I forgot to ask it during the category uh, piece earlier, but what about pharmaceutical? So what about like seasonality? Do you, how is that going to affect things for us? Yeah, so far we don't see pharma, uh, I haven't seen pharma slowing down. So they're continuing to invest heavily. There's some good messaging. A lot of the pharmas have turned a lot of their plants and been producing masks and doing things like that. I've seen some articles from Abbott Laboratories and other other folks that are making masks and sending them for free. Uh, they're making coronavirus test kits and sending them for free. You know, you've even got some like, uh, not to stray away, but like craft distilleries that are making hand sanitizer now, like, you know, to help the cause. So, but yeah, I, I think pharma, I think pharma is going to continue to be strong. People are still need their medicine for high blood pressure. They still need things like that. That'll continue to be strong. 
Cool. Thank you so much for mm -hmm. confirming that because I'm still seeing every other <laughs> ad on online or on, while watching Roku or something being pharma or healthcare oh, yeah. related. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, somebody's not slowing down. So that, yeah. there it is. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our next segment where, where we like to shine our diversity and inclusion light on a brand, industry, or anything that you want to share with us. Yeah, uh, I think a great brand that I saw out in the back half of 2019 with some really cool uh, diversity and inclusion advertising was uh, Sephora. Oh, nice. um, yeah, the uh, retailer. So they uh, clearly had a campaign that was uh, targeting the LGBTQIA plus um, mm -hmm. audience, as well as multicultural um, advertising um, to, you know, um, all, all types of ethnicities. Um, so they really did have a great campaign. And I think that uh, you could probably find some links to some of their ads on YouTube or so, but they did have a great diversity and inclusion campaign um, and seemed like a really proud moment for them as a company. That's great. Thanks for sharing. And in closing, do you mind sharing two fun facts about yourself? Two fun facts? Well, fun's a very open word. Um, <laughs> uh, I play the guitar. It's nice. Yep. I'm kind of obsessed with my beard. So, ah, <laughs> uh, great! That's a great fun fact. That's an interesting fun fact, I should say. Um, I'm, I'm imagining like looking nice and sharp. But how is it looking now since you've been uh, quarantined? Oh my gosh. So I still keep up with my beard because I can't, I just can't let it go. I have a beard straightener. I got the oils, the product, the shampoos. I might be looking a little rough when my beard is on point. <laughs> That's all that matters. Okay. Everything else does not matter. 100%. <laughs> um, and then share with us the latest book you've read or the latest Audible or your next one. Uh, so. Two books I'm reading right now. I'm reading Mad Women. So it's a story from a woman's perspective of the Mad Men time in response oh. to the show. Uh, and then I got into a classic uh, because Apple Books, I'm not sponsored by them at all. Uh, Apple Books put out a free book uh, that I hit, me, hit my iPhone. So I got A Tale of Two Cities, taking it way back to Dickens. Oh, wow. A Tale of Two Cities. That's yep. what's up. I will link those in the show notes and i'm definitely gonna read mad woman next because i do like mad men and we've had several conversations you and i oh yeah about mad men. <laughs> so i'm going to add this one in the next month uh <laughs> and lastly do you have any advice for any freshman programmatic ninjas getting into our industry thinking about it uh, what would you tell yourself basically 10 years earlier when you started in the industry yeah I think to your point about the diversity of my experience, don't get bogged down in just ha hammering away on your keyboard hands-on and what the DSP can do. Start to think about humans, start to humanize it, start to think about it. Don't live in algorithms. Um, the DSPs are magical. There's a lot of fun tips and tricks and all those things that ad tech does. Um, but make sure to stay human, make sure to think about the client and their goals and make sure that you understand the effect your media is having, not just the new shiny thing that's on the product roadmap, um, which we all love, but yeah, think strategically, think 
critically employ some of those tactics and it makes the uh, capabilities in ad tech so much more rich when you think about it that way. Lean into older experienced media buyers and try to understand where they're coming from, even though your world will be different in advertising, make the correlation. I think that's the best thing I've done in my career. That's a really... I've heard a lot of like, you know, stay curious, critical thinking, but I think remembering that we are human is probably one of the best advice because we just tend to forget things. And again, we're not surgeons, we're not saving lives. So I think that's a great advice. Um, So thank you so much for being here today. We had a lot of fun picking your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Again, you'll find everything we've discussed today in our show notes, including our guest information and all referred articles on our website, programmaticdigest.com. You can also sign up to receive our newsletter weekly when an episode drops or monthly if you'd like to binge like I do. In conclusion, fam, our mission on this podcast is to share knowledge, highlight diversity and inclusion in our industry, and educate ourselves as we continue to build this community of curious and confident programmatic ninjas.